Hello and welcome along to what is the penultimate episode of our first ever series here on the Left Wing Back Podcast. Today I'm going to be chatting with a man who had an incredible knack for scoring goals. He featured on some of the top sides that have played the game at school level in presentation De La Salle College. He played at an All-Ireland club final in Crow Park and he also has two Chris Shearing Cup medals. His journey wasn't without adversity and we talk about the underage days when county hurling seemed like a dream rather than destiny and we find out how it eventually became reality. Today's guest is Craig Styler Dial of Bidenstown Gales. The episode is brought to you in association with Corcoran Precast Tanks, and you can check them out on www.corcoranprecasttanks.ie and across all social media platforms. Styler, good to have you on board. Um, we're going around all the clubs, and you're next on the hit list. Uh, a good career, I suppose. We're just still going. Um, yeah, just about at the moment, I think. Um, come here, what got you into Hurling in the first place? I know your father was a big man with Aaron's own. Yeah, I'd say that's where it all started from with my father. He was, um, I suppose when I was young, he was heavily involved with uh, Aaron's own and whatnot. So uh, kind of love of it felt started from there, uh, going trainings with him with the, with the seniors and watching what they were doing. And it kind of just went from there then. And obviously we started fairly young. Um, Liam Shinners, we had him in, I think it was second class and, you didn't go to school without a hurl back then, you know, that's the way it was. And every lunch break was a, was a, a hurling match or whatever. Um, back, I suppose, in P was a little bit different than you could uh, you could get a few cuts and bruises, but things have changed now, I know. So you kind of were the star, so to speak, on Carlo Minor sides, and that came on the back of county final success with Aaron Zone at minor level as well, when you had some great teams. Yeah, um, I didn't really start playing county hurling, I think, till nearly, I think it was my final year under 16, um, and then into minor, I kind of I kind of went from there then and never kind of looked back. Um, so we were growing up, we, we had a few, we had a lot of good teams, I suppose, underage, um, the the likes of John Miley and that, uh, so they would have been a year ahead of me, I suppose, at underage, and I think from 12s the whole way up to, to minor, we won every county championship going. Um, it was on my good year then that we kind of struggled. So we don't, I don't think we won one. So um, that's kind of where where it all started from. Um, and I suppose the the want to succeed kind of came from that as well because um, as a group of players on our final year, we never really won anything, if if that makes sense. <laughs> and you enjoyed fairly success along the way. Yeah, so that would have been a, the, the same kind of scenario. It would have been my weaker year under 14. Um so the likes of, like I said, John Miley, Anthony Elliott, Niall Dre, on Summers. Uh, there was a lot of good hurlers around back then, you know. So it was it was hard to break onto the team at the time. Um, I was in and out of the team back then. Never really held down a starting spot on my on my weaker year. Uh, like I said, uh, the the kind of hunger and the want to uh to succeed kind of I suppose stemmed from that small bit. I was just going to say, like, it's not something I would associate with. I thought you were probably first on the team sheet growing up. So what was the kind of kick in the arse you needed or when did you decide I need to up my game here and try improve? Um, I, I, I'd, I'd always I'd mess and joke around with, uh, with Mick Miley a small bit. Whenever I'd seen him, we'd be talking hurling. He dropped me for, um, I think it was the fail All-Ireland semi-final or final. He dropped me from, I can't remember which it was. Um, and the following, the following year then I kind of said you know what I was looking at lads my own age uh, getting called in like the Jacko and Dotsy mini mention and that get called into county panels and, and I wasn't I suppose and doing the 14s and then I think there might have been a 15s development squad and I was missing out on these and I kind of said you know what 
uh, that's something I wanted to be a part of. So I just kind of, I suppose it's, it sounds silly that you were so young, but you, it kind of did affect you a small bit that you wanted to be one of the guys getting called in and you weren't. So from there, I kind of said, you know what, it's time to to kind of get a little bit serious about it and try and practice what I could be really good at. Um, I suppose at that age group, I was was one of the bigger lads on the team. It would have been a, a lot smaller than a lot, a lot of the lads going around. So I kind of worked on simple things like my first touch and, and, and my, my speed and, you know, I suppose even agility to an extent at that age. But, you know, like I suppose avoiding tackles and being able to take tackles. I was never going to be knocking lads down or giving the biggest of shoulders or hits or anything like that. So I kind of found what I was good at and concentrated on that side of things. And one of those things you were very good at was scoring goals. And it's kind of something that became part of your makeup when you progressed to senior ranks as well. You always kind of went for the juggler. Yeah, um, I don't actually know where, where that came from, really. Um, I suppose it kind of just it kicked off maybe around the time of the the schools we were playing uh, with Garvey. We had on Garvey over us um, and he had me playing a full forward. And I suppose it was kind of then I might, I kind of look back and say that's kind of where I kind of kick-started from was kind of in around that time. So it was that, and I had the minor county at the same time. And I suppose with Garvey, it was kind of always the thing of goals are going to win matches. When you get a chance, just go for it. I don't care. Just keep going and going and going, head down. So I kind of started from there. Um, and I kind of, I suppose, it's like anything. It's an addiction. You, you, you get kind of, you get accustomed to it then. And it's just something, it's a... I suppose it's a thrill in a way, you know. There's you, everyone can you can get a point or two and whatever, but there's it's just a different feeling when you get a goal. I suppose that was a great team in the LSL that you were on, and you got to another final against St. Pat's of Mahara. Um, defeat on the day, but some great memories, no doubt, on the journey. Yeah, yeah, it was a it was a great time. I suppose it was a great time to be in school. Um, wasn't a great time to be doing your leaving cert, alright, but uh, we won't talk about that. Um, Can you remember much of the Bunclody game, the Leinster success? Because you'd lost a couple of games, I think, before that, hadn't you? A couple of Leinster finals. Yeah, we'd lost two. Uh, Bunclody was, that was the final, was it? It was, wasn't it? Yeah, and Dr. Cullen. Yeah, that's right. We played them in the final, I remember. And um, they, we had lost the, the two previous to that, yeah. Um, so it was a big it was a big deal for us. Um, and I think, if I, if I'm right, we, we absolutely blitzed them on the day. I think three something to to one five or one eight or it was this they had a really low score anyway um i suppose the, the game in itself in in a way if i can remember correctly it was over after 15 20 minutes nearly you know it was definitely over half time we had some exceptional performances on the day i can remember aaron cox had a had a really good game a corner forward i think he got two goals and a couple of points and a couple of good other performances around the field. Jack at centre back, you know, we had Morty Cummins full back. We had a really good team, Dwayne Cavan in midfield. Um so yeah, we uh, we absolutely blitzed them on the day, so it was it was great. And against the Derry boys, I think Christy McCaig possibly could have been playing that day, who obviously went on to be very successful with Schlock Neil and Hurling and football. So did a couple of stars really. Yeah, that that was the final, yeah. The all Ireland final, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, um and it I can remember on the day as well. Um, we had a Garvey used to always say we had, we had Jacko playing centre back. I suppose at the time Jacko was probably one of the best uh, backs around, given his age, you know, pound for pound and whatever. Um, he was really really good back then, and 
Garvey always had a thing if Jacko doesn't perform, who's going to step up? Kind of, you know. And, uh, like to the man's credit, he was unbelievable all year. But I'd say this was the one game where maybe somebody got a run on him. Um, now I'm not saying he had a bad game either, but it was the one day where somebody got a little run on him. Um, we lost by a couple of points. Um, do I blame him for defeat? Yeah, I probably do. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, no, I don't. Jesus, I don't. Um, the best of know, friends, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just were very good friends. Um, no, geez, I don't. Um, but yeah, look, uh, we we had a good team, and we had a we had we had a good system, and Garvey kind of knew where our strengths were and picked the team around that. Um, he uh, he he really focused on what we could do well and how we could nullify, I suppose. Uh, their strengths in, in in most games, and you know everyone bought into this was the big thing. You know we had a at the time I suppose we had some superstars on the team. Like I said, I kind of mentioned Darren Cox, and you had Dwayne, and you had Jacko. Really, like you know Jacko, like I said, probably at the time standout hurler of of his age group, and probably of two or three age groups around. There was no one really as good as him at the time. Um, a late bloomer as well, Craig. What's that? He was a late bloomer, I suppose. He took a while to kind of become that star. Yeah, Jacko. Uh, in terms small, of underage. Yeah, a small bit. Like, like I'd go back to even there. I, like I was saying, when I was under fourteens and sixteens, maybe, and on your on your weaker year, you were kind of in and out of the team a lot. But um, I suppose Jacko always held down a uh, cornerback his whole way up along, and then on his stronger year, he'd be back in at centre back and and whatnot. But then. I suppose like a little bit like myself, really, when he hit kind of minor level, it's kind of when you kind of stood back and went, Jesus, this lad's actually, you know, he's one of the best around here all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, I suppose we had a few lads like that in Magnuson. You know, the likes of Alfie as well was kind of, in a way, a really late bloomer. He was he was minor level at the time as well. He We always knew he was good coming up along, but we never thought he'd um, turn out to be the player he was, you know, or he is. Yeah, because I don't even know, was he part of that panel that got the other in the final? No, no, we, we kind of look back at that every now and then. We'd have, you know, you'd have your old chats down the pub and whatever. And we, we always used to say, if Alfie was was uh, was the player or half the player he was back then, we, we probably would have won the all in the final. Yeah, and just on that team, we were lucky enough to play senior A colleges hurling, 2008-2009. I would say, pound for pound, your team was much better than ours. Is that a bit of a regret or was there ever much of a mention of that possibly happening with Garvey? I don't think so. No, I think uh, I think we kind of accepted it for what it was at the time. Um, like you said, some great memories from it. Um, some great days out. Uh, I don't think we really had a home game. Uh, we had a lot of bus bus journeys here, there, and everywhere. And um, you know, it was I suppose in a way it was the makeup of the team. So we were so good. Uh, we were so close. We were just like it was. It was like a big family in a way in comparison to to other teams I played on where. Maybe had little pockets of uh, friends and groups and, and, you know, lads from different years kind of stuck together. But this was just one, it was just a big panel and it was a, yeah, it was just a big, a big bunch of fun in a way, I suppose. You know, we, we enjoyed what we were doing, but at the back of it all, uh, we, we loved winning. You know, that was, that was the main thing for us. There's one of those minor finals sticks out um, against Carla Town when you won that day. And Owen Summers scored a point almost identical to DJ Carey's in Dodd Ireland against Clare. Do you remember much of that? Um, I do, in in a way. I think it was Summers playing wing forward, maybe. I think I was full forward. I think Beanie could have been corner forward. And I think it was one of those games where I came off. I don't think I even scored. And it was one of those ones I kind of said, <laughs> Jesus, 
that was a quick 60 minutes and you know you didn't, you didn't even get on the score sheet but I remember uh, I remember one summer and I remember playing with him and the man what he could do with a, with a ball was just was phenomenal you know um, and you'd look at him and he'd go away to college and he might go missing for a year and next thing he'd come back and he'd still have it and you're just going I've worked so hard all winter on fitness on whatever else and I've been working on my first touch and the man had come back and he's just his touch and his vision everything he just had it upstairs as well you know he was one of those ones where I suppose he got away from us a small bit we never got the best out of him at senior level because he wasn't around for long enough he was I think he went off to be a doctor and and so on and look you have to respect lad's decision on that on that element of things as well um, but yeah, definitely one that I feel kind of got away from us at senior level. Um, I remember you possibly being flown home for an All Ireland Minor B final in 2005. Was it a county board job now, or did you put the hand into your own pocket? I tell Willie put the hand in his pocket. I definitely didn't. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I remember I was on holidays, uh, um, and I'm not sure if I missed the semi final or or I played the, the semi final. But we got word then that the final was a. Uh, was going to be on the, the Saturday and we were only due, due, due to fly home on the Saturday so Willie says to me what you want to do and I says I, I don't really know I said would you like to go play it we can go play it um, so I said yeah yeah I would like to play it it was my last it's going to be my last ever minor county game at the time you were probably in a little bubble where you didn't know am I going to be good enough to play at senior level I might never wear a Carroll jersey again you know, all those kind of thoughts are around, so you kind of wanted to go and finish on a high. Um, it was a game, in a, in a way, we expected to win, and we kind of expected to win easy enough as well. Um, I'm not sure, I think it was Tommy Boogie who was over. So I'm not sure if he was too happy that I flew home, because I probably made a, made a hard decision for him then. He's kind of looking at me going, this has after flying back from Spain, I may start him. <laughs> So that year you lost to Leash by a point I think in the championship proper and I know that's one that hurts certain people on the panel still um, and on that day in the other and final I think it was yourself and Porra Gamma playing close to goal uh, name a better duo says you Yeah yeah that's right Amund was uh, I think I was at corner forward and Amund was maybe full I think at the time we might have played um, a two man full forward line so yeah it was probably the two of us inside um, I'm not sure if Porrig actually played after that maybe he played the following year and he went on then but yeah the man uh, I suppose he could do what he wanted couldn't he no matter what sport he seemed to turn his hand to he seemed to be good at it say if he took up golf he'd be good at that as well um, I suppose one of those people he's, he's running yeah. 5k in 16 minutes as well sick enough was he one of them guys I've seen Ross Barkley doing one yeah if you're I suppose if you're aiming for sub 20 it's fairly good but if you're hitting 16 minutes uh, it seems it's a different level yeah. actually, you know it's uh, so sticking with 2005 that was just an incredible year you played um, Leinster finals with schools rocked on to All-Ireland series or whatever um, All-Ireland minor finals and then of course you end up playing a Leinster junior final with Aaron Zone in McGrath Park which you win against Thomastown 3-14 to 3-9 what a year yeah it was a great year uh, it was a great year um, and you're still minor Still minor, we were still minor, still in sixth year. Um, that's what I'm saying. It was uh, wasn't a great year to be doing your leaving cert. <laughs> um, but look, we loved every minute of it. I'd never go back and change any of it. Um, it was absolutely brilliant. I can remember we were playing. We were actually playing junior at the time. We'd uh, we'd have we'd a strong junior team, um, and we had I suppose in terms of senior, we had a weak senior team. So they got regraded to um, to intermediate. Um, they went out and they played Saint Mullins. 
in the first round of the championship in, in intermediate. And I think Seb Mullins gave him a, a fairly good beating on the day. And I remember I was down in Tremor and my father rang me and he says, look, I'd never put pressure on you to play any sports in your life. He said, and I'm not going to start. He said, but he said, you may consider going and playing intermediate. He said, the boys need a few, the boys need a few hurlers. They need a few players to step up now. So I just said, Jay Grant, no bother. So that was it. Decision made on the spot on. I went and played. We got to a, to a county final. Um, the juniors then had got knocked out, I think, in the semi-final. So the likes of Jacko and Murphy Cummins, Dotsy, they were all coming up to the intermediate panel then as well. And we played St. Mullins in Dr. Cullen in the final. And it was, a, it was a rainy day and we got out of jail on the day as well. I think it was a really low scoring affair. It could have been, Jesus, eight points to five or, or something like that. It was a really, really bad day for Hurland. Didn't suit anyone. Um. And from there, then we went on and yeah, got to an all and final. Um, again, like I said about the the schools at the time, there was a lot of, a lot of traveling around, and you know they they really kind of made the team, uh, what it was at, at that stage. And I thought we had a good team. I thought we had a really good team. We we were young. We had a, a good mix of experience with Fergal Byrne and Trevor, Pete, or Christy Cody. You know, we had we had a lot of experience around the team as well. So I thought. Thought to myself, Jesus, I'll get, I'll get three or four senior championship medals out of this, but uh, that was never to be. So your memories of the Leinster final itself. Um, I know you were quite young, obviously at the time. You scored a goal again in that one. Um, Thomas Down had John Joe Farrell and some really good hurlers that played with Kilkenny subsequently. So great memories. Yeah, geez, an unbelievable day. Um, I can remember the. The hill, the hill, if you like, and all, all around the side of the, the field, you know, it's a, it's kind of pitch where the field or the supporters are on top of you. It's really close to the field. Um, the atmosphere was electric. It was um, it was one of those ones. When you look back at it now, you just didn't appreciate what you were involved in. You just you just kind of went about your business, but you didn't really take notice of what was going on and the, how it affected, I suppose, the town itself and the club. And you just thought it was one of these things that that just happened and you just you know you just get used to it and looking back you kind of wish you took more more notice of what was going on um but it was a, it was a great day it was a, it was a good good game of hurling um i suppose for the standard we were playing at. again like you said john joe farrell was there we t- i think we had Niall Dre, a fullback marking him you know again we had jacko we'd fergal burn we'd we'd a right group of uh of young players on the team as well I think we even had Peter Barron come on and Peter could have been 15 or 16 at the time, you know, so the future kind of did look bright for us and yeah, we had a, we had a good time, good celebrations afterwards as well, I suppose. Yeah, so you beat Skahana, I think it was, of Galway up in Banahar. I remember you hitting a lay free. And I think in the paper at the time, you said it was possibly the worst free you hit. And then you looked up and it turned out to be the best free because I think Christy Cody was at Goldflick. Something along the lines of that, yeah. It was uh it was one of those frees where I think it was between the forty five and the sixty five and it was right in front of the goal, so it was what should have been an easy free and I remember I kinda of half missed the pick up um and then miss hit the ball completely and uh I just say I can remember kinda of going, Jesus, that's it, it's done and next thing I looked up and Christy with his big long arms got a flick on the ball and put it to the back of the net, yeah, so um, I'd like to say we worked on it in training, but we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that took you to Crow Park. So, what was it like stepping out in Crow Park on All Ireland Final Day in 2006? Uh, 2006, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it was brilliant. Uh, it was uh, it was surreal, you know. Um, I suppose look, it's 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 no All Ireland final day, really. You're you're going out in front of maybe three or four thousand people in comparison to eight thousand, but just the whole experience of the day. Um, you know, the bus journey up, driving in under Croft Park, getting into the big dressing rooms, having that whole experience of it. Um, we came up against the Father O'Neill's team. I can't think of the guy who was playing midfield. I think it was Leary or Terry O'Leary. Terry O'Leary, yeah. Um, the man was just on fire on the day. He was striking balls left, right, and centre over the bar, on the run, out round midfield. He was just couldn't contain him on the day. Um, he had one of those days. I think we had a we were poor enough on the day in, in certain aspects as well. I missed a couple of frees. I think we hit the post. We lost by six points on the day. They were probably the better team, but we probably should have been a bit closer to them. But again, it was another one of those things where the game was over, you were disappointed. But I think at the time you're young and you're naive and you just kind of go, shall we be back here next year? Um, that was just the way, the mentality you had, I suppose, at the time. It was something you were after getting accustomed to over the last year, year and a half with the success you had at schools, at minor, you know, the Leinster and so on. And you kind of thought, well, this is how it's going to be every year from now on. Um, but like I said, things uh, things uh, quickly change on that aspect of things. So you didn't actually contest a senior final until 2009 after the All-Ireland appearance. So what happened in those years in between? Because everyone thought you were going to rock on and be serious senior contenders almost straight away. Yeah, like uh, I suppose like I did myself. But uh, you, you quickly learned that the, the step up from, from intermediate or even from minor, from schools up to senior is... Uh, is a lot different, you know. I, I remember one of my first senior games going out, and uh, I, I can't remember, but I remember we were playing Rangers on one of my first years uh, at senior level, and I, was, I think I was being forward, and I was marking Eddie Cody. And to be honest, like at the time, I, I would have been ignorant to senior hurling and to senior county hurling, and I didn't really know the man I was marking, if you like. And it's only when you when you got to know him, you kind of went, Jesus, this was one of the greats of Carlo Hurling, and you know, you're going toe to toe with this lad all of a sudden and you're kind of going, right, probably what I was doing last year and the year before is not enough to succeed at this level. Um, so I suppose in Bagnestown we always had this, uh, I don't know if we still do, maybe we do, second year syndrome, the, some people that call it around here, where we, we give it a lash for a year and we kind of do all right and maybe get a couple of wins, get to a semi-final or whatever, or just miss out on a semi-final and you think, right, well, we can step it up another notch and we can maybe make a semi-final or maybe win a, a semi-final, get to a final. And the following year comes around and it just goes downhill completely. Um, lack of numbers in the park and so on. And oh, We could come up with 100 excuses, I suppose, as every other club could, but yeah, it seems to be a thing where we, we, we put it in for a year and then we just kind of take the foot off the gas. It's like we kind of go, oh, should we try it? And it wasn't good enough. Whereas I think other the great teams will try and they'll say, right, well, we tried. We could probably try a little bit harder and they'll go at it again. I suppose that's maybe where our downfall is. Right. So although it was quite between 2007 up until that county final in 2009, I suppose, you had good success with Carlo in that period, winning a Christie ring. In 2008 and 2009, you scored a couple of goals, I think, against Westmead in 08 and Tullamore. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, played Westmead a cracker of a game, went extra time. Um, I think on the day, 
Brendan Murta was unbelievable at centre forward for Westmead and we had Shane Kavanagh at centre back or full back I don't know they were marking each other anyway and he had an unbelievable game as well it was one of those games where you kind of you stood back and went Jesus it's strange that either of those could have got man of the match considering they were marking each other you know the two of them were so good on the day it was nip for tuck the whole way um, Murta at the time at that at that level, a Christy Ring standard was probably one of the, if not the standout player in the division. Um, really, really good. Still, still really good, I suppose. Um, but back then, yeah, the man was it was hard to handle. And in fairness, to Kavanagh, uh, on the day was was just as hard to handle for him. You know, he gave him everything he wanted of it. Uh, like you said, I got, I think I got two goals on the day. Um. Two of them were kind of trying to play for me, I think. I'm not sure who set up the first one. I'm fairly sure it was Robbie set up the second one. And uh, I'd say I only touched the ball three times on the day. Yeah, it was it was one of those games for loads of scoring in it. Was it kind of easier going to Crow Park in 2009 than to play down in that final, having been there a few years previous to the zone? Were you a bit more relaxed? Yeah, it was kind of... It was not really something that um, I suppose ever used to affect me. I remember my mother asking me after the, the 05 one, you know well what was that like and you know you must be delighted to be to have played in Crow Park and it was just again like it, maybe it's just an ignorance that you have you just kind of go sure it's it's just the green field with white lines on it you know that that was kind of the way I would have looked at it um looking back on it look I'm absolutely delighted to, to that you can say I've played in Crow Park you know there's 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 lads that give give the right arm to to have that experience um delighted to have done it and been there and uh, but at the end of the day, look, it's not the be-all and end-all, I suppose. You know, five, the, the main thing that you could take from was we didn't win on the day. You know, you could have played it where you wanted us. If you're not winning, what's it really matter where the game was or, or anything like that, you know? Um, but I'd, I'd say, yeah, it probably had a, had a small effect going up to playing Crow Park uh, in 09 where you kind of thought, well, I've been here and done it. And, you know, there's, there's not new to me now. It's it's just a big stadium is all. And like I said, it was... I was, a lot, I was always a bit ignorant to it. I didn't really, it didn't really bother me where I was playing or, you know, who was going to be there kind of a thing. You just, you just wanted to go out and play and I suppose you just wanted to win. That was it. Sticking with 09 then, Aaron's own get to a county final. Massive occasion, a two-point loss to Rangers, um, a very good Rangers team. I was talking to James Hickey lately and he said although there was only two points in it, he didn't feel at any stage that they were in danger of losing that game. What's your thoughts on it? <laughs> uh, Hickey had said that right, wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I kind of feel it's one that got away and when I say one that got away from us we probably, I think I've only played in two but I think it's one where um, experience like look, like you said the, that, that, that Rangers team was unbelievable so it was really good some really good hurlers they were really well drilled they knew what they were doing um, but I kind of feel it was one where experience um you know been there done that and that all stood to them hugely um you know two points isn't an awful lot in hurling do i think with a bit more experience and a bit more know-how that we could have maybe won that game i, I think we could have yeah um we were still quite a young team i suppose back then uh the, the bones of our team was probably players of my age which was at the time i 21 maybe 22 in and around there we were very young at the time um, but yeah, definitely one that got away from us. The year itself was was a was was a good year. 
And the county final on, on, on the day was probably, in terms of any games I've played in, was probably the one of the best, I suppose, experiences I, I, I've ever had in an Arizona jersey. Um, <clears throat> what I mean is, like, we had the, the pre-match parade and whatnot, and then I suppose when you, you turn at the goal and you face into the hill and it was just a sea of black and white and it was something I'd never seen before and, you know, the hairs would stand up on the back of your neck and it was just, I tell lads that, and I've said it to younger lads coming up, there's nothing beats it. And I've never even I've never won a county medal, but that day itself, that's what kind of said to me, I really want to be back here again. Um, the people of Agnestown were just, they were great. They were all there, you know. Um, just unfortunate we, we couldn't get over the line on the day. But uh, a great year and a great experience, yeah. And you did get back there, of course, in 2012. And on the day, that was just a pure disaster, I suppose, under Damien Fitzhenry. Probably one you don't even want to talk about, I'd say. Yeah, just uh, uh, embarrassing, really, that, <laughs> that was. Um, I can't even remember what we got bet by. Yeah. It was definitely double figures anyway. It was it was one of those days where I suppose we... Look, we knew what we were trying to do on the day. We tried to be over clever with, with our game plan. Um did I agree with the the game plan? No, I, I absolutely didn't. Um, uh, but look, you're not, you can't, you can't uh, turn around and say we're not doing that. You know, you're there, you're only a player at the end of the day. You have, to, you, you do what you're kind of told in a sense. Um, Did it involve two sweepers? Is this the plan you're talking about? This is the yeah, yeah. We we two sweepers. So we played. I think it was myself and Ray Kent more or less played uh, in the full forward line. And I remember looking around and it was myself and himself. And there wasn't a forward to be seen nearly around us. And they had about four defenders, five defenders marking marking the two of us. And sure, whatever hope you have with a, I suppose, with a two-on-one or a three-on-two, a five-on-two, it's just, you just don't have a chance, like, you know. So you couldn't even get your hand on the ball. Uh, it just, it was a really poor executed plan on the day. Um it's something I I think we panicked a small bit because again it was a really good Rangers team and we tried to to nullify them up front. But when you look at the the games today and the systems that are played today, if you're playing a sweeper like that, you need to carry the ball through the lines and you know you need to work the ball into scoring areas, which we didn't. Uh, we didn't, I suppose, have the have the hurlers to do that either. And that's that's no disrespect. That's just the level that we were at, I suppose, as a club at the time. We hadn't the hurlers to carry the ball through the lines and, you know, we were where we should have had extra men and be more comfortable on the ball further back to field. We were still under pressure in our clearances and wasn't given forwards a chance and the ball was just endless then coming back on top of our own defenders, you know. So it was just one of those days where everything just went wrong. Anything that could have went wrong went wrong and before you knew it, it was... It was just out of our hands and it was the game was over early in, in the day and it was just there was no coming back from it. And that plan takes years to perfect as well. It's not something you can just rock up and do on the day. It's not even something you could do over a season perhaps, as Derek McGrath proved with Waterford. Yeah, yeah. You look at you look at some of the top teams and you look at what they are doing today in terms of their game plans and their styles of play and a lot of them are so similar but so different at the same time. And but yeah, it's not something that you can just rock up, especially at club level. It's it's different, you know. I know it's a bit slower and, and, and whatnot, but you need you need anywhere from fifteen to twenty two lads who, who are comfortable at, at doing that, at holding on to the ball. And and at times in hurling, some lads aren't comfortable with holding on to the ball. They don't want to hold on to it, they want to get rid of it. 
Um, so you need lads to buy into it, and like that, you need that that to be perfected. Um, but yeah, it takes time and it takes patience, and it's not something maybe that we we look to do on a county final day. There was a few lean years then. I'll just stick with the club stuff for now, and we'll go back to county. But um, in 06 or 2016, rather, um, you played Rangers in the semi final of the championship. It went to a replay, and you lost by a point. Yeah. You were damn close to getting to a senior final and then not too long after you struggled, go back intermediate and then obviously you won it last year. Um, Crazy. Yeah, so that's like I said, second year syndrome kind of. So I think 2016, <clears throat> we we might have won the Leinster Division 2 League or something like that as well. Um, and we had a we had a decent team, I suppose. We had, a, we had I think it was Eamon was over, Eamon Kennedy. Um, Fergal Byrne and that so we had a we had a good backroom team there as well and Eamon was very to me he was a good uh, he was a good man manager in, in, in certain aspects and we kind of bought into what he wanted to do and so on um, and yeah got us to a, got us to a semi-final um, and again it was another one where it probably got away from us uh, a small bit uh, we were we were trying out things as well. Look, we had a, we had lads kind of playing our position, and we were we were probably a little bit short in terms of what other teams, you know, in their fifteen to like I said, fifteen to twenty two. You know, we were probably a little bit short in that we were we were playing lads out of position, and we had lost maybe one or two. Dermot Summers had just gone to to Canada, you know, so we were we were still filling a gap there to to replace him. So. You know, one or two players at, at at that level, and especially within our club, one or two players is is massive, and especially the caliber of Derma, who had been full back and a I suppose a solid full back for for many years for us. So kind of got away from us a small bit, but um, again, it was another it was another one of those years where you'd look back and say it was one of the more enjoyable ones. Um, and here you're you're winning a Leinster, let let it be a league or whatever. You know, it's still silverware at the end of the day, and we were. We're not a club that that's I suppose accustomed to to winning county titles every second or third year. You know it's been a long, long time. So the fact that we got a bit of silverware that year made a semi final, and I suppose had a right rattle at the at Rangers that day. You know we were massive underdogs. So I I'd look back and I'd say that year was was somewhat of a success. Yeah. So a couple of lean years then, and James English came in last year and turned it for you again. Yeah, so we had uh, we had Jim in last year. Um, we were, I suppose, we weren't where where we should be or where where we want to be back down at intermediate. Um, we had a couple of bad years. Um, we had a year, I suppose, in between where there was a few lads didn't play. I didn't play myself. I think Beanie was gone. I think we lost um, Mark McDonald. Uh, we lost a couple of starters. You know that kind of way. Um, and so they looked to go back intermediate and struggle a small bit. I think Michael bet them in the semi final by six or eight points. Michael's second team. So, you know, the likes, that's not where we want to be. No, that's no disrespect to to Michael's or to, to anyone else's second teams. But at the end of the day, we come from, you know, a big town. And I suppose it's something we should have more pride in that we should be playing at top level and that we shouldn't be back playing playing with second teams and, and so on. Uh, it's not good for Bagnestown and it's definitely not good for Carlow Hurland to have the likes of Bagnestown, Carlow Towns and, and these playing at intermediate and junior levels. It's We need these these guys all playing at senior level, making the championship more competitive and getting more games for guys. Um, but like you said, Jim came in 
uh, Jim came in and he had a good background team with him that last year. Um, and yeah, another year where it was, I kind of went back uh, fresh, I suppose, had a fresh head to it, you know, a fresh outlook on it. Um, and I just went back kind of with the mentality of, I'll go back and I'll enjoy myself, you know. And it was one of those things where should I go back? Shouldn't I go back? You know, you're you're only thirty two or thirty one at the time, whatever it was, and I went back, which you're kind of going, oh, it's worth it. And I said, you know what, I go back if I don't enjoy it after whatever amount of time, I'll just leave it at the end of the year and I'll be done with it. But for luck, I I went back and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. So let's go back to County and twenty ten. We we talked about the Christie Ring in <clears throat> excuse me, oh eight, oh nine. Um twenty ten couple of great results. I remember you beating Wexford and Dr. Cullen. Yeah, I look back uh twenty in around that period of time. It could be twenty ten maybe to about twenty twelve. Um I kind of when I look back that's kind of my, my fondest memories of County Hurling. Um uh, we had uh, some some really good players. We got some really good results, uh we were Division One, could have been one B at the time or whatever it was, but we had um you had your Wexfords, your Dublins, uh Clares, Limericks, you know, we were playing these guys, um and I don't think there was on any day we we really took a took a heavy beating. I know we went down to Clare at the end of one of the leagues, um and and took a bit of a beating, but on the day we had probably put out somewhat of a a second team in, in sense we'd uh a lot of lads not playing on the day. The league was, was more or less done for us. We couldn't gain anything from it. That was really it. You know, I remember down in Limerick, I think it could have been two or three points in it on the day. Um, Claire, we ran close if, or true with them and so on. We beat Wexford. You know, um, really, really good team back then. Um, uh, it was probably Kevin Ryan was the manager, you know. To me, he was probably one of the best managers I've ever been involved with. Um, took the whole level I remember when I started out with Garvey I kind of said Jesus this is this is good like this is really you know another step this is professional a step up this that and the other I think we went from there to Jim Green to Kevin Ryan and I remember Kevin Ryan coming in and I just remember kind of thinking to myself okay this is what it should be like um, and we had Jerry Fitz come in the following year and still to this day I look back and say Jerry and Kevin was probably the best duo I've ever been involved with Jerry on on the the psychology side of things and the physiology, you know, he probably had us in somewhat the peak of our the peak of my condition and ever anyway. I'd say I don't know about other lads, but yeah, kind of really bought into what he was doing and um just it was a great time to be involved with Carlo to be honest. Um and probably I know we didn't win a whole lot around then. I think we won did we win we won a league maybe in around then, but in terms of Christy Rings and stuff. You know, I think think this was probably the period of time where I'd look back and say that was my most enjoyable. Yeah, the, um, as you said, the win over Wexford, the narrow defeat to Clare, just by a point, in fact. I remember Shane Cavanaugh missing the free, and, and it's something he still regrets to this day. I know from talking to him. That Limerick game, I think, was 2013, a wet day below in the Gaelic grounds, three points in it. Again, you were on the score sheet, I think, in terms of getting a goal. And then I remember, unfortunately, your heart stuck on the ground late on, I think, possibly going for a second. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think anyone would remember that. I still remember that one myself. <laughs> yeah, that was late on in the game. It's always those things you remember, isn't it? Yeah, they're the ones you remember. Like, you know, I remember the ball came, it broke over the full back, and I can't remember who we had full forward on the day, but I remember it broke over them, and I was, I was in one-on-one. And I went to pick the ball and stuck the hurl in the ground, yeah. And that beat <laughs> of the game, that was it then. That was your chance gone, I suppose. Um, 
I can still remember trying to do everything right. Um, two hands on the hurl, went down to pick it and just stuck it in. There was a big sod of grass, wet, soaking wet, and it just stuck in the ground. Yeah. Um, and it's like, I'd, still, I don't know why I went with two hands because I don't normally hurl with two hands That in that sense. So you'd never really pick a ball with two hands. But yeah, it was just one of those things. It was you know, two hands sort of day, I think. It was a rotten day. Yeah, it was, it's probably just the day I was in it. And you, you, you know, you were, there was no, you were true and you said, do everything right, bend, pick it, and just strike it, you know. And next thing you know, you're striking the ball in your head, but the ball is still on the ground and your hurl is stuck in a big sod of grass. So. Look, it's just one of those things that, you know, it could happen to anyone. It's not something, I suppose, you remember it, but you don't carry it around forever. You're not going to beat yourself up about it. But, yeah, it's one of those things where you look back and say, shit, I could have had more of an impact on the game there with that. Yeah. Yeah, well, look, a few weeks later, you scored a hat-trick against London in the Championship. So, you learned your lesson anyway. Yeah, yeah, I still remember that. Yeah, it's, uh, and it was a dry day. Yeah, I got dropped for that game. <laughs> um, I got dropped. In- the London game? Yeah, I was dropped for that. Yeah, I came on as a sub about twenty minutes. And you scored a hat trick. Yeah, I think it was it was around uh, English's uh, time. He dropped me for the game. Uh, I wasn't happy, as you can imagine. Um, so uh, I had a bit of a sulk for a few days and running up to the game. I think even on the day I was still sulking. Um, uh, yeah, and someone got injured. I think it was a blood sub, and I I came on. Um, I think the first ball came to me. I, I won it and turned it off. I think it was the Sean Murphy. He went through and scored. And the next ball I took out on the terrace side and got a point. And I kind of had a good... I had started had to have a bit of an impact on the game and got to halftime. And I can't remember who got injured. And they weren't coming back on. Yeah, anyway, they were still fixing them up. And got to halftime anyway. And he just says to me, look, you're staying in. And yeah, I ended up getting a hat-trick. And I think, uh, I think the final, I think the, the last goal I got, Eddie Cody put on a play for me now, in fairness. I think he was coming through and the defender ran out to him and he just handed it in to me and there was no one to beat, only the keeper. But look, I suppose that's what you're there for, is to be in the right place at the right time as well and, and to put them away, you know. But uh, yeah, yeah, it was one of those days where even after coming off scoring a hat-trick, I was still, I was still ticket after being dropped. Yeah. Well, I think you proved your point anyway. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's move on to the curveball part of the series where I've asked you to pick your best 15 that yeah. you've ever played with. Um, I can't imagine this was an easy choice because I know the rest of the guests I've had on so far have been pulling their hair out as well. So we include club, county, shinty, schools, whatever, which obviously made it a bit more difficult on you. Who have you yeah. decided to go with? Um, yeah, so uh, I hope there's a few guys don't listen to this now because they could be fairly upset. <laughs> there might be no Sunday roast in the in the house now in the in the home house for a while when when Milky hears the team. Um, yeah, so I went with uh, Dotsy in the goal. Yeah, so a lot of success with Dotsy really. Um, you know, this was my my memories of Dotsy in the goal would be kind of in and around from maybe. 16 up to about 22, 23 at the time, I think he was probably one of the best around, um, you know, in around that school's team at the time and that trip to, trip to, um, to Crow Park with the club, he was, he was very, very good in and around, in around that time period. Um, there has been other goal, goalkeepers around, obviously, the likes of Frank and that, I played with Frank and Frank was exceptional as well. Um, but I think, uh, yeah, I went with my heart there and picked, uh, picked one of my friends. Good stuff. Full back line. Yeah, so uh, Alfie, uh, Shane Kavanagh and Owen Nolan. Again, like uh, some some exceptional hurlers in there. 
um, some great battles with, with the likes of Kavanagh and Nolan over the years at club level and so on. Um, and Alfie then, I suppose, one man, you know, if you'd ask me who's the, who's the toughest defender you've ever played against, they're probably Alfie in training. He's just that type of player. Um, he's he's just an athlete, I suppose. At the end of it, you look at him and you think, "Geez, there's not much to him." And next thing, you you walk out to him and just the chap is six foot something, and he he looks like he's slim, but his two shoulders are just so far apart. He's like a man mountain in ways, and you know, so quick then as well over five or ten yards, and then he's so fit over maybe you know two mile runs. He just seems to have it all, you know. Um, so yeah, he just uh, yeah, class class hurler, I suppose, and. Like I said, the other two boys, uh, Sir Kavanagh, Kavanagh, like I said about that day in 08, you know, he was just phenomenal on the day. And then Sir Owen, I suppose a bit, a bit hampered with injuries over the years, but uh, can't take away from how good of a hurler he is either. Yep, half-back line. Um, yeah, so we're going for uh, David English, uh, Jacko and uh, Eddie Cody. Um, so, yeah, there was a few... A few few lads left out of that there, I suppose, as well. Uh, the likes of Richie, Richie Cody and so on, who I'd be, I suppose I'd be fairly friendly with because I suppose we've hurled together since we were minor and, and the whole way up along and some great battles with, with Richie as well. But I had to give the nod to Eddie, um, I suppose, considering what he's done for, for Carlo over the years. And he kind of took it to another level, I suppose. And, you know, I remember when I going in and playing, playing county level at senior and, you're looking at Eddie and, you know, the man of talk and you you just listen. He was one of those guys. He didn't have to shout or roar. Now, he would shout and roar as well at the same time, but he, he didn't have to. He had that presence where he could just talk and lads would listen Um, in terms of, you know, Jacko there, I suppose, I've already said, you know, he was just, he was one of pound for pound. He was probably one of the best around uh, coming up along in those first years. And I remember looking back at him and, we were only chaps, like really, when you look at it, we were 20, 21, 22, and, you know, he was marking the likes of, you know, Joe Waters and Des Murphy and these kind of big, big men, Robbie Foley, and you're just looking going, Jesus, I wouldn't like to be back there now trying to handle those guys, you know, and he just always got on with it, and, you know, he nearly, if anything, loved that side of it. Um, and then Sir English, I suppose, what he's doing today, you know, um. I probably didn't play too much with Davey, um, but uh, I played enough with him to, to have him on the team anyway. Um, you know, what he's done for Carla Hurling there over the years as well, it's just it's phenomenal, you know. Um, just really wristy, really classy. Classy, I suppose, is the way I'd, I'd probably describe him. He's uh, yeah, Everything he does is clean and tidy, and I suppose at the back of it as well, he's not afraid to give you a few digs either. Which, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, middle of the field. Uh, middle of the field, uh, so a bit of a... Curveball in there, so I've gone for um, Beanie and uh, Brendan Marr for him tip. Um, so I heard about five minutes with Brendan at Shinty level, um, but uh, <laughs> he's one of those guys, you know. You just if you're picking the best fifteen you've played with, you know, whether it be thirty seconds or five minutes or or your whole career, uh, you're going to have to have him in there. Uh, really, really good hurler. Uh, then you have Beanie there beside him. Um, Again, one of the guys I've probably we've heard out of, out of different age groups. He's probably two two years behind me in terms of the age groups, but uh, probably one lad I've probably heard it more so than anybody aside from my own my own brother James. Like, but you know, we grew up kind of in the same estate, and we never went anywhere without having a hurl in our hand. Um, again, a, a similar to English in ways, very very classy and very wristy and tidy in what he does, and I suppose. 
uh, a little bit like myself. He just hates losing. So, yeah, yeah, I'd always have him in there beside me somewhere. Good stuff. Half forward line. Um, yeah, so I've gone for uh, mouse on one wing of uh, Michael Rice uh, from Kilkenny in the middle, and then I couldn't pick between two, so I went with uh, Feathers and uh, Mark Brennan uh, on the other wing. Um, again, Michael Rice, uh, similar to Brendan Maher, uh, was on the shinty. He didn't play too much with him, but uh, the man was uh, was just so, so good back around that time. Um, I remember I remember going training with the with the shinty the first day over there and looking at him and going just the level that he was at uh was just you know it was it was something i hadn't seen uh i hadn't seen at a county level you know i, I hadn't seen at a club level he was just at a different level to everybody else at the time uh fitness levels were just crazy it wasn't a pick on the man he was there i can't remember what weight he was but i remember looking down through the program and i think i was like I think my weight on it was like 11 stone, 7 or something like that. And I remember everybody else on the program was 13 and 14 stone. And you were just looking at them going, Jesus Christ, the size of these guys, you know, and they were just so well conditioned. And I remember Michael Rice, there was not a pick on the man. Um, but in his hurling then was just, yeah, top, top class. Couldn't, couldn't fault the man. Just before I go to the Feathers, Mark Brennan, the best, just uh, touching on the shinty, I think it was... The, the early part of the decade you, you played with the Irish Shinty team and you mentioned Brendan Maher and Michael Rice even that few training sessions or whatever you had you can see the noticeable difference even though you're also hurling at Lee McCarthy level at that time yeah so <laughs> seems like a naive question but it's a genuine one Is there was there a huge noticeable difference even yeah, in those so few trends the way the way the Shinty came around for me now was a bit different to everybody else I suppose in that the first leg of the Shinty was on the same day or the same weekend that we were playing the Intermediate County Final. Um, and on the day, Owen Kelly from Tipperary got injured. And then I got the phone call to go and play on the second day over in Scotland. So it was one of those offers where you couldn't turn it down. I think the same day or the same weekend, we were due to play the Football League Final. So I had to, I missed that um, and went and played the Shinty. So I only really had the one the one training session when we got there. But, yeah, you could see, you could really see the difference. You could see how well these guys looked after themselves. You know, you thought you were looking after yourself, you know, eating right and drinking right. But when you see, when you're around these guys, you can see how well they look after themselves, you know. Um, and, again, that was, I suppose, a bit of an eye-opener in a sense that you think you're doing it right. But there's probably still a little bit more that you can do. Um, and, look, everybody's probably like that in a way, but, yeah, they were they were different level. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so just for the younger listeners, I suppose to identify, um, does it really come down to obviously you mentioned physique there, but the speed in which you do that is that the most crucial aspect? Yeah, so I suppose um, when I look back at, at my career at that level, like I remember one of my first senior county trainings, and I went in and I sat down just in around the door in the outside pitch, and. One side of me, uh, Des Murphy sat down, and the other side, Joe Water sat down, and then you had Desi Shaw and Shane Kavanagh. So that was kind of the corner. And I remember looking at the the three boys, the three Michael boys, and they were just three giants. And I was this little skinny lad, and I was just like, Jesus, what am I going? What am I doing here? I'd be killed, like. Um, and we had fitness tests, and we had uh, you know, strength tests, and and so on. And I suppose when it came, I was. Like I, I was young, um, 
but I would have probably been down around the bottom then of the the strength side of things. So I made it my business to be at the top side of the fitness and the speed. And I kind of just went at that stage. It sounds silly, like, but my mentality was if I'm quick enough, I'm fit enough. If they can't catch me, they can't hit me. So that's kind of the mentality I went around with. It was to stay fit and stay fast and stay at the front of all the runs and try and slowly but surely get better on the strength side of things. And that'll all fall into place. Um, but yeah, definitely, um, you know, it's what you do outside of, of uh, the, the park and what you, outside of training. That's, that's really what's going to stand to you. Good stuff. So back to the half forward line. We have Michael Rice in the centre with Mouse one wing, and you're giving Federer's and Mark Brennan a half each. Well, I give him a half each. Yeah, yeah. See, see how they're going. You know, I suppose sometimes with Federer's it depends what Federer's turns up. Um, but um, I remember Federer's came on to the panel around probably I think it could have been all nine because I remember he was playing centre forward and in, in the Christie Ring final, and I think he was still doing his leaving sort at the time. You know, so that kind of tells you how good the chap was. Um. But the two boys, I suppose, in ways were were very similar in what they brought to the to the team and to the setup. Um, big physical men, they you know they they, they win the hard ball and you know they weren't greedy. They look out for, they look after other lads in in a sense of you know they'll they'll throw out the ball to them and so on. Um, there was no egos with either of them. Um, you know they didn't have to be on the score sheet. Uh, as a forward. They're possibly like all of us, you know, it's in the back of your head, uh, you know, chip in with a few scores, chip in with a few scores. But, you know, in the grand scheme of things, if uh, if you're winning hardball and setting other lads up, to me, that's chipping in with scores. You know, your name doesn't have to directly go down on a score sheet or whatever. Um, you know, if you're playing full forward and you clear the full back out of the way for a lad to run through and score a goal, to me, you're still having an impact on the game and you're still contributing to, to the overall result. Um, so the two boys were very good in that sense, you know. Uh, didn't didn't mind doing doing the hard work or the dogged stuff, and you know, didn't like I said, didn't have to be you know getting the headlines or anything like that, you know. So they were, to me anyway, they were great. They were great lads, and I'd always always have them in and around the team. Yeah. Full forward line. Yeah, so I went for um, Paddy Kyo, Robbie Foley, and uh, stuck myself in the other corner then, seeing as I had to be on it somewhere. Yeah, lads love that part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, thought was about Dwight. So, I suppose Paddy is Paddy is Paddy. You know, he was uh, he was the next big thing coming up along through the age groups. I think him and Beanie maybe were in around the same age. Uh, you know, two two fine hurlers coming along at that time. Um, Paddy came into the county setup. Uh, he was on the O nine Christie Ring final team. I'm nearly sure he was corner forward. Because um, I, I think I played outside him on the wing, um, <clears throat> but I remember he was after having a really, really good year that year. He was after chipping in with loads of goals, um, and I can remember. Now maybe Paddy will say a different, but I'm nearly certain he took a he took he had a hard time of it on the day up in Crow Park. Uh, they kind of had him pinpointed, and they really had him man marked, and he, you know, he was he was taking the the rough side of it on the day, you know, stuff off the ball and so on and. You know, he at the time he was probably eighteen or nineteen. He was only a chap anyway, but um, yeah, didn't didn't fail him one bit. Got on with it, played his game. Um, he went on to play. I know he went on to play maybe centre back for St Mullins and so on. But he was every bit as good in the forwards when he was when he was coming up along. Um, in a sense, he probably like being in English there. You know, uh, that kind of classiness about him. Uh, real wristy hurler, real tidy. 
Um, I remember he came back and played a game last year in the Intermediate Championship against us after being in Dubai for, uh, I don't know, a year or two or whatever it was. Um, you know, but he still had the touches and had the flicks, uh, maybe maybe lacking a bit of fitness at the time or a bit of pace. But uh, in terms of the hurling brain, it was all still there. Everything was still functioning for him. Uh, just just class, class, yeah. Um, I suppose with Robbie then, uh, Robbie was one of those uh, father figures to me, I suppose, when we were playing County Hurling. Um, kind of really, really looked after me when I started playing. Um, probably had uh, handed more more goals than anybody, you know, set me up uh, so many times throughout the years. Um, one of those giants that you just, you know, you just always wanted to be around. Um, so easy on in at the back of it. Uh, but then like that, like I said, about one or two, they just, the man hates losing as well. So, you know, that's the kind of mentality that, that uh, I suppose I like to surround myself with. Um, so, yeah, just uh, he was a class man. Right. So who was unlucky to miss out then? Two lads to jump off the page or jump out for not being on the page, I should say. Dwayne Kavanagh and Dennis Murphy. Dwayne Kavanagh because he was such an unbelievable underage hurler. Um, and Dennis, obviously, very talented too. <laughs> Yeah, the, the two guys, uh, I, did, I probably didn't hurl too much with Dennis, to be honest. I think he was he was probably in and out of uh, county setups, and I think he had a lot of injuries around the time. Um, I hurled a couple of seasons with him, all right, at senior level, but uh, I suppose uh, it was uh, it was himself for party, I suppose, and I kind of, you know, I kind of went for I went for the St. Mullins man over the, the Rangers man. Um, Dwayne, Dwayne around the time, yeah, I, I kind of had him in there as well, um, especially around that schools team that we had at the time. I think he played midfield on that for us. Um, he was so so good. Um, but yeah, you know, I suppose it boils down to you can only pick, uh, you can only pick fifteen. Um, you know, it was it was actually so hard to pick. There's there's even, you know, there's Desi Shaw there. You know, was was on that was that corner cornerback? I suppose the the fullback team back around. That time was probably Alfie Shane Cavan and Desi Shaw. You know that was that was the actual fullback team we used to hurl with. You know, um, there's a couple of lads there, Brendan Lawler, Duke. Uh, I mentioned Frank there for the goal. Even the likes of Fergie and Christie from my own club. You know, good hurlers. Um, but yeah, look, uh, I, you can only you can only pick fifteen. Uh, I won't be expecting any free uh, points when the pubs open back up. <laughs> what about Paul Milky? Um, yeah, look, I came down there. It was a flip of a coin, I'll be honest, between Milky and Michael Rice. Um, so <laughs> I, had to, I had to go off for Michael Rice. Uh, Milky's hamstrings wouldn't last the 60 minutes. <laughs> Messed up. Listen, there's some great memories we're after rekindling there over the past hour or so. Um, thanks for joining us on the podcast. It's been a pleasure. No problem at all. Uh, thanks very much. So there you have it, one of the best goal scorers we have seen over the last 15 years or so here in Carlo. And again, some great memories recalled. Next week is the season finale of my time on the Gansey here on the Left Wing Back podcast. And trust me, it's one you won't want to miss as we speak to a man who doesn't typically do media and answers the questions that Carlo people have been looking for over the past decade. Thanks for listening in and cheers once again to our sponsors Corcoran Precast Tanks. We're on all social media platforms and again we appreciate the ratings, reviews and heaps of positive feedback which we have got to date. We do it all again for the last show of the series next Monday. Until then, take care.